Welcome to the QAV podcast. If you're brand new, I just want to introduce the podcast a little bit so you know what you're getting yourself into. If you've listened to the show before, feel free to just fast forward a minute or two. If you're brand new, here's the deal. Uh, my name's Cameron Riley. Tony Kynaston is an old friend of mine. He's a very successful share market investor. I'm talking very, very, very successful. He's been doing it 30 years. He's one of the best in the country in terms of a private investor. Very good uh, track record over 30 years. And what this podcast is about is Tony basically teaches me everything that he knows about investing in the stock market. And you get to listen. But if you're coming into this for the first time, you'll find that this episode, the current episodes, assume a certain level of prior knowledge. We assume that you know what we're talking about, his system, his methodology, which we explain in earlier episodes. So feel free to listen if you want to get the vibe for what's going on, but some of it's not going to make much sense unless you understand what the checklist is, etc. I recommend if you're brand new, you go back and listen to uh, Season 3, Episode 1, Episode 3 and Episode 5, where we go into Tony's background and his system and his methodology in a lot more detail. And then feel free to listen to the contemporary episodes, the current episodes, you'll understand more of the context of what we're talking about. With that, let's get into today's show. How are you? Uh, Yeah, good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. What's uh, what's new in your part of the world, TK? What's new? Gee, not not much. I got to go to the races for the first time in a long time on the weekend. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, went down to Ramwick. Did you win? I did. Yeah, it was profitable. <laughs> <laughs> that's good because you know you need you need the money. Uh, <laughs> did was it one of your horses that you had the win on? No, no, I just went down to Ramwick to watch the races with some friends. It was lovely. Oh, okay. Yeah, they've opened them up again to members, members only at the moment, and you have to pre-register and you have to sit at your table and not roam around, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. But it's good. It's kind of how the members should be, really. Like, sometimes when you go there during big race days, you can't get a seat and it's crowded and all the rest. You wonder why you pay a a membership fee. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, now it's good. Plenty of space. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, well, uh, I just saw your email this morning about um, coming up to Brisbane. You're suggesting uh, <laughs> next year would be a good time. You, you don't seem very keen to come up and visit us, TK. What's what's up with that? The borders are open now. I thought you'd be, you know, itching to get up to beautiful Queensland, your home state, your hometown. And you're, uh, you're not sounding very keen. What the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only you up there now. I'm like, my parents have passed away and my sister lives in Sydney with me. So there's no, <laughs> except for your family, there's no draw card to go up to Queensland at the moment. Yeah. What, what, what do you need? You just <laughs> and QAV club be, subscribers. <laughs> of course. It used to be nice when I could go up there and spend some time with my folks and my family yeah, and yeah. catch up with yeah. you as well. But... Um, Right. You're carrying all the weight at the moment. There's Des. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's best left. uh, Give that one a wide berth, I think. (laughs) Des is Uh, uh, our crazy conspiracy theory friend who lives up here. Claims he's a a communist, but chills for Bob Catter and Donald Trump, so I can't look it out. Well, he gets around. Yeah. 
Now, well, I am trying to, you know, talk you into doing a dinner in Brisbane and Perth. I'm just, uh, well, I don't know. I'm going to have to find more incentives, I guess, to twist your arm to travel. Because <laughs> I probably drive up. I don't, I don't know if I trust flying at the moment. Really? It yeah. might improve. It might improve in the next month or so. You're, but yeah. So that's what it is. You're, you're a bit skittish. We're not going to drive to Perth, though. No, I know. God. Right. Okay. Well, when you're you still a little bit p- skittish. I oh, am well, a as bit soon skittish. as possible. Okay. Yeah, as soon as possible. I want to get over there, man. But uh, you know, you, you. I mean, it's fair enough. Like you, you're in the you're in the danger zone. Yep. <laughs> I am. <laughs> How old are you now? You're nearly sixty-seven. Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. You should be you should be cautious. I, I yeah. totally agree. I need a bubble. I need a bubble boy. I can push the bubble boy out of the bubble and take over the bubble. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, um, we should do another Zoom event then for the folks that uh, oh, yeah. we, we, we can't go and see. We'll plan that. We'll plan another Zoom event yeah. for QAV Club subscribers in the next couple of weeks then. That's a good idea. Um, one question I, I had last night. Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go have lunch with one of our club members, Lee, today. He nice. uh, pinged me, invited me out for lunch, so it'll be nice. I might, might just do my own event in Brisbane while I wait for uh, <laughs> you to, you know, feel comfortable Man coming up. up. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was reading. A, I was reading a book on quantum physics last night, Tony, and and it <laughs> made me ask. It made me come up with the question: Is a in stock market terms, is a Schrodinger? What comes before a dead cat bounce? Yeah, could be. Could be. Yeah. 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 When you open the Schrodinger, then you find you, find you get a dead cat, <laughs> then you get a dead cat bounce. See, it all possibly. comes together. Yeah. Um, all right. So where are we going to start this week, uh, Tony? One of our, our longest subscriber, our longest serving QAV club member, Murray B. Shout out to Murray B., he was a very early supporter of the show. Murray said, uh, hey, Cameron, hope you're well. Just listen to some of the podcasts for this week and your discussion around if there was any interest in running through a checklist. I would be interested in you running through the checklist for Sandfire as my score. So I don't know why I said that like that. My score was quite a bit different to what Tony had. So it would be good to see where I am out or if I'm doing something differently. So I thought uh, maybe we could start with a checklist this week because we haven't done one for a while. For Murray. Yeah, yeah, sure. Do you want to do right. Samfire or one of the ones... I think we said Samfire was a buy very, for a very short time and then became a sell again. Well, Murray's asked us to do Samfire. All right, um, let's do Samfire. Let's do Samfire. So we can have a look at it and yeah. um, see where we go from there. Yeah, so... It's it's it is dancing along the buy line really. It was a it came up as a, a a price alert for me in Stock Doctor as a buy, and it is. Right. But then, if you draw the sell line, it's also a sell. So it's a Schrodinger, isn't it? It is a Schrodinger. Really. Well, hold on a second. I'm gonna I'm pulling up my um, checklist. I'm gonna do a manual one here for sake of everyone playing at home. And, and sorry, just to explain that that buy then sell. So uh, the way I work it is that if if it's a buy first, that's fine. Then the next line you look for is a sell, and there are now two low points to draw that sell line. So it was only a buy for about a week, and then it turned into a sell. So it's currently a sell. 
So if I right. had have started buying uh, Samfire, I would have stopped at this stage. Right. Uh, and, and just see where it resolves itself. And, you know, potentially if it keeps going down, I'd sell whatever I bought last week as well. Right. Hmm. I'd probably wait for the month end just to see where the month finished up. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, at the moment I wouldn't be buying anymore. Uh, While you're doing that, where's Murray Base? Yeah. Where's Murray B from? Murray B! Uh, good know? question. I, well, um, not off the top of my head, Tony. You okay. put me on the spot there, Tony, a Sorry. little bit. That's all right. I'm thinking it's probably WA. Okay. Um, hold on. Going into our membership database. WA. Perth. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Can we actually go to WA at the moment? Don't they have a border restriction in place? They wouldn't do that to us. I mean, they, they, they might break away from the rest of the country. but uh, Strict travel restrictions on entry to WA and travel to, uh, are in place. Uh, travel is now permitted throughout all regions within WA except into remote Aboriginal communities. Uh, travel to WA, uh, strict border controls are in place. You cannot enter Western Australia without an exemption. Oh, okay. Well, sorry, Murray. Well, we weren't coming anyway by the sounds of it. But, uh, hold on. Active military personnel are allowed mm-hmm. in and specialist skills not available in WA. Well, I think you meet both of those criteria. You have specialist skills... Yep. I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> I will f- find you and I will kill you. Oh, I didn't that's... know Liam Neeson was Scottish. Rich <laughs> <laughs> money, honey. <laughs> Come on, don't don't do that to me. To be sure, to be sure. I will find you and I will kill you. That's the best Irish I can do. Doesn't work. Boy, see. That... That yeah, would make a particular set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> okay, He's on the well, phone. No, some left. <laughs> <laughs> to be sure, to be sure. I'm going to find you and I'm going to kill you. Uh, all right, let's get back to Sandfire. Okay, so high point. Did I tell you my uh, Irish joke? No, what's your Irish joke? Well, Paddy's on his last... last uh, breaths and he's lying in bed and his family gathers around and Paddy says to this first son I want you to have that big house on the terrace Paddy oh well, Paddy Jr oh thanks dad and he says to the second son Sean you can take the hospital down the down the high street wow thanks dad and he says to the third son and you you can have the office building in in the CBD wow thanks dad and the, the doctor turns to uh, Mrs Paddy and says I didn't know you guys were so wealthy and she says, no, he was a window cleaner. He's just divvying up the business to the boys. <laughs> I read that joke recently. Where did you get that from? Because I read that joke like weeks ago. Okay. Well, maybe we read where the did same you, thing. Where, where, did you, where did you get it from? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. It, I, it, <laughs> but I read that joke just a couple of weeks ago. That's weird. Yeah. It must have been... Uh, in the same Warren Buffett book or something, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it could have been, yeah. That's yeah. that's bizarre. Yeah, no, good joke. All right, so can we do Sandfire now? Are you finished telling jokes? <laughs> Categorically, maybe. <laughs> 29th of June, 2018, closed at 9.16. And then 
well, the rightmost peak is that uh, the 30th of June 2020? Yeah, that's right. But uh, before we hit $5.07? Yeah, before we hit that mm. peak, there was I used the one to the left of it, December 19. 31st of December, right, yeah. Yeah. So that would have given us a buy price around four dollars. I don't know, sixty. Yeah, something um, like that. Four sixty, four seventy. Yep. Yeah. So with the new rightmost peak, it's a little bit higher than that. Four dollars. I don't know, eighty, ninety. Um, but yeah, the sell line uh, gives us a sell price of five dollars ninety. So it's a Schrodinger. The it's a it's a cat stock. <laughs> Was it five dollars ninety? Sounds a bit high. I think it's more like about five fifty. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, no, it's you're right. Five. One. Yeah. Uh, 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 well, let me call up my my calculator uh, spreadsheet. It's high. It's high on the fives, man. Uh, if you're using got? the second point, I'm using the second point as 29th of May. Four dollars thirty-eight. First points thirty-first of March. Uh, I'm getting yep. I don't know five seventy. Let's say. Anyway. Anyway. Either yep. way. Either mm -hmm. way. It's a Schrodinger. It's mm -hmm. a buy and a sell at the same time. Which um, I, I personally, I just want to stay away from those. It's <laughs> yeah. Till somebody yeah. decoheres its quantum state. Uh, by observing it, I don't want to get close to it. I read an article on the weekend that said that uh, that there was free will because the because of quantum mechanics, you couldn't predict, you couldn't uh, realistically work out what mm. what state the atoms were in, and therefore um, predict yeah. what was going to happen if you had enough information. Yeah, that's that's an idiot's assessment of uh, free will. Anyone. <laughs> uh, Anyone who's anyone who's read to my book sure, on free sure. will from 2011, <laughs> The Three Illusions, will know that I already uh, uh, crushed that argument with that because the whole idea of free will is that you're in control of your thoughts and therefore actions. Quantum mechanics says that events are random. So random is the opposite of being in control. If your thoughts and actions are uh, driven by quantum mechanics, it means that they're completely random and therefore you're not in control. So this is a no-win situation there. If, it's, uh, if we use uh, Newtonian cause and effect, then every action has a prior cause and you're in, not in control. If it's quantum, then it's completely random and you're not in control. Okay. There you go. Destroyed, Good. demolished. Ten second argument. <laughs> I just thought I'd distract us from doing share stuff again for another five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good on you. <laughs> How many Negronis have you had? It's only 10 o'clock in the morning. You're already <laughs> loopy. No, I've had two green teas. That's it so far. You've got to cut down on the green tea. Um, <laughs> Hey, so anyway, well, let's do the rest of the checklist, yeah. I guess, uh, yeah. for the sake of Murray B. So, uh, sentiment, does it have a positive trend? I, I'm, I'm saying, I'm giving it a, a zero for that. Correct. Yep. All right. Uh, net operating cash flow. Oh, God, I haven't done this manually for months. I'm going to go into operating cash flows. I'm getting December 19, 
222 million and uh, 700,000. Mm-hmm. 227 7,000, mm-hmm. sorry. Yep. Yep. Shares on issue. Uh, I have to go back to my home page. On Stock Doctor and try well, and just, remember I'm where just I reading find these this. from the master spreadsheet which I downloaded last week. Yeah. Do you want me to give you those? So one seventy eight point two five shares outstanding. Oh. One seventy eight point two five. Uh, one seventy eight point Yeah. Yep. All right. Gives me a cash per share of a dollar twenty-five. The share price, as of the time of recording, is four dollars ninety-nine. Gives me a price to cash ratio of four. So that's good. It's under our seven that we're looking for. Price per share, cash per share is less than seven, so it gets a two. What have you got for dividend yield, TK? Uh, dividend yield, I had 4% from memory. Just let me find it. 4.2%. 4.2. Well, uh, what's the mortgage rate these days? What are we using? 3.75 or has it come down? Oh, no, it was lower than that. I'd use 3 at the moment. Gee. Cheap. Yeah. So it's definitely higher than that either way. Um, yep. PE ratio, what have you got? Yeah, just trying to find it. Sorry, hang on. I'm jumping around here because you're reading it out. I've different, got different. Order. I've got um, eight point nine two. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've got eight point nine four, but that's fine. So that is uh, not less than the yield. Why am I not mm-hmm. getting an automated score for this? Hmm. Should be blank. Oh, it is blank. There you go. Hmm. There you go. Works. <laughs> is the is it the lowest PE in the last three years? Eight point nine two, ten point six nine, ten point oh two, nine point four one, eleven point seven seven. Yeah, it looks like it is. Mm-hmm. Gets a one for that. Gets a two. A two. Yep. It is a long time since I've done this. Net equity. <laughs> what have you got? I've got uh, consistently increasing over the period the last uh, three years. Oh, okay. But you don't want to tell me what it actually is? Oh, yeah, I can tell you. Hang on. So going back, sorry, I just have to rearrange my Skype windows. One, two, three, four, five, six. 441.85 million. Then 475.482 million. No, then, I, just want to know the, I just want to know the current one so I can do the net uh, equity per share. Oh, so 441.85 million? No, the current one is no. 739.044 million. Sorry, seven thirty nine million point zero four four. Yeah, seven hundred thirty nine million forty four thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that gives me an e- equity per share of four dollars fifteen. Um, now the share price is four ninety nine. It's above the NEPS, so mm-hmm. it gets a blank. For is the share price less than NEPS? Uh, price to book ratio, therefore, I'm getting 20%. Share price is less than 30% above the NEPS, so it gets mm-hmm. a one. Correct. 
What have you got for earnings per share? Uh, 55.96 cents. And do you have a future earnings per share? I do, 45.2. So right, that's so negative. That's negative. Growth of yep. earnings per share over PE is negative 2.16. It's mm-hmm. definitely not only then not only not higher than 1.5 it's a negative so i'm giving it a negative score negative one here mm-hmm. well i get an intrinsic value number one of 2.8697 which is not higher than four dollars 99 so it no. gets a zero mm-hmm. four is the price below iv number one iv number two i'm getting seven dollars 23 which mm-hmm. is above the current share price so it gets a one for that but it's not twice the current share price so it gets Mm -hmm. a zero for that question on the checklist uh it is a star stock on stock doctor it's got a green star yeah so that's a borderline oh so how do we treat a borderline we give it a half point point five yeah uh i don't have share analysis anymore um do you have share analysis scores for this Yep, I do. So uh, what have I got? It's it's between an A1 and a B2, so it's a 1. Okay. Its price are... is less than the IV, but the IV is going up and down, so I gave it a 0. 0.5. Uh, okay. goes down first and up later on, but up overall. Okay. Um, what is Stock Doctor's intrinsic value for it? Okay. Going back to my homepage here, five dollars twenty-five is the Lincoln mm-hmm. valuation. I think oh, they do give it. That's right, they do, don't they? They give it a valuation because it's a borderline stock. Yep. Sorry. Five dollars twenty-five. Share price is beneath that, so it gets a mm-hmm. one for that question on the checklist. Do you mm-hmm. have a intrinsic value for share analysis from share analysis? Uh, I have to look it up, sorry, but in my spreadsheet I've just recorded as being a zero. It's below it's above the share analysis IV. Okay. I'll look at if you want to put a number in, I'll look it up for you. Hang on. Well it doesn't I'll matter. Just, I just have, just to, have to get in. to the zero. Don't worry yeah. about it. Okay. Uh, do you know if the intrinsic value is going up in the future with share analysis? Well that's what I said. It's going down so first. Point five. So point so five. So it's the yeah. point five. Yeah. Financial health from stock. Doctor is stable, so it gets a one. Mm-hmm. CEO, any uh, executive shares, significant executive shares? Corporate details, 2.75%. Mr. Carl Matthew Simich, the chief executive officer, has. Yeah, so... Sorry. Below our, below our normal benchmark of, what, 5%? Yeah, that's right. Just looking at that, so we have... Give him a zero. Mm-hmm. So I get a total score of 11 out of 18, 61%, but it gets a QAV score of 0.15 above our cutoff line of 0.1. So that's what we get, Murray. That's what I get. But, well, uh, I get but uh, it's a no-go because it's a Schrodinger. Yeah. Yeah, and of course, if it goes back up again, it'll get a higher QAV score and we can buy it. Right, but it would have to go up a lot from where it is to get above the sell line. Uh, Yeah, it would. You're right. So depending on how risk adverse you are, I guess, um, if you are happy to buy it because it's gone above the buy line, but it's still below the sell line, uh, go go for it. But for me, I don't know. 
I'm, uh, mm. I'm just I'm worried about these Schrodingers. Yeah, I am too. I, I think they're actually examples of a falling knife. Right. Because I, they're going I mean, up and down, but they're going up and down, uh, you know, like a serrated edge, but still going down generally. Yeah. And yeah. if there was nothing else to buy, okay, maybe you would look at these, but there's there's plenty of things to buy right Correct. now. So it, it's yep. a buyer's market. You don't have to... You don't have to uh, try and catch falling knives. Yep. Correct. All right. Well, there you go, Murray. Thank you for asking us to do that, and I hope that helped. It's nice to do a manual one for a change okay. rather than the stock doctor printouts. All right. Um, well, we can uh, quickly run over your some of your diary notes for the week, the stock journal, if you like, and then get into some questions. We've got a ton of questions <laughs> this week. Yeah, just to quickly do the journal. I think we've done done a full one with Samfire, so not much use, not much need, I think, to go through one in detail. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so uh, let's go back a week. It's the 6th of July, so we, uh, we're recording this on the 6th of July, by the way. So journal entries, let's go back to the 1st, I guess. The yep. 1st of July, um, uh, you sent me a photograph of the AFR saying uh, look at that one of our stocks in our dummy portfolio was the second best performing stock of the year mm-hmm. Perseus Mining yeah we didn't we didn't get the full amount of that growth but it's been good for us but it went up 123% over the course of the uh, financial year it did yeah we were knocked off by afterpay unfortunately but um I guess the the you know it's not unusual for me to see. It's probably unusual just to see one stock in that that league table when you get to the end of the financial year. Some years I've had the top three or four in that uh, right. that performance table. Uh, yeah. You know, which I think is always gratifying to see that you know the system's holding up. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. And, and afterpay. I, I don't know what's going on with afterpay. It's mm-hmm. it's knocking on the door of a top twenty stock, and I just can't. I can't bring myself to even imagine how it's as, you know, big or stable a company as a BHP or a Rio Tinto or a Macquarie Bank or a Coles or Woolworths or any of those stocks. It's just mind-boggling. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I can explain that for you. Mm-hmm. It is different every time. It's, it's always different, Tony. <laughs> it's never the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, it's uh, it's like Tesla in the US, isn't it? It's um, people are just buying growth while interest rates are low, and and the government's printing money. Uh, well, but yeah, I, I think I've seen this film before. Not not in these circumstances, but I've seen this film before. And at least, I mean, for me, Tesla Tesla makes real things, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, is is I think I I saw a headline today saying it's the biggest car manufacturer in the world now. I'm not mm. exactly sure by which metric volume of cars being sold. I mean, that sounds incredible, no. but by market um, cap, just by market cap, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's yep. different. But um, at least they're making real things and they're you know innovating on real products. And um, you know, it's it's hard to see many competitors coming out and doing well, what Tesla does better than Tesla does it. I don't know. I, really? I disagree. Really? I think uh, there's a there's a lot of manufacturers, particularly the high-end 
you know European ones like your Mercedes Benzes and BMWs and all those they're about to get very heavily into electric car fleets so yeah I, I think Tesla's going to be swamped by a lot of good competition soon Mm, we'll see man i mean i just i mean musk is just a he's a an innovator and a genius well yeah no i agree i'm not i'm not i'm not saying it's not a good company or it's it's he's not a genius what i'm saying is it's just not a good investment it's just so overvalued it's sure. not funny yeah yeah but i guess what i'm saying i think there's a difference between in my mind anyway between uh-huh. tesla that's doing real stuff and and uh after pay which uh, i'm not stuff. trying to well, it's just giving people lay-by. Well, I mean, yeah, and, it's just and, the, sorry. <laughs> what's its, it's unique value proposition? Well, yes. it's disintermediating credit card companies. Sure, but what's stopping the credit card companies from doing that? Nothing. Exactly, nothing, exactly. Uh, um, I think there's a lot stopping, not stopping, but there's a lot, there's a huge catch-up for your existing automobile manufacturers to do what Tesla does with the electric battery farms and, uh, you know, the, the, the technology and the IP that's gone into the cars and all that kind of stuff. No, no, it just seems to me like there's a there's a more real hurdle to catch up to a Tesla than there is for a Visa or a MasterCard uh, to get to catch up to an afterpay, but yeah, what do I know? I don't. Yeah, well, I think I, I do think the car companies are going to catch up to Tesla fairly soon, uh, particularly the European ones. But that's one dimension of the business. But there'll be other other companies and in other industries catching up on the solar farm side and the battery storage side. There already think- are. But as for afterpay, I think I think its weak link is that it's charging merchants six percent. To, to process an afterpay transaction. And that, that margin is just going to be eaten away by competitors over time. Yeah, 6% right. seems like a really high charge for a retailer to pay. And someone will come along and offer it to, at 5%, and someone will come along and offer it at 4%, 3%, 2%, etc. Uh, and it'll get down to what they're paying now for credit card fees, which means afterpay will lose four-fifths of its income. But anyway, good luck to people that have uh, yeah. stuck in with Afterpay. It's it's yep. done well. But I, when I saw this um, photo that you sent me of the AFR, what it said to me is you can buy stocks like a Perseus Mining, mm. which is a buy a QAV standard, a much better investment, lower risk investment, mm-hmm. and still get massively good returns out of it versus you know jumping into a FOMO stock like an Afterpay. Correct. Where yeah. we, we can't justify it as an investment, but um, you, there are still good stocks you can find, e- even though value investing is dead. <laughs> That's right. And this time is different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you also added Laneway Resources to the Stock Journal on the 1st of July. Tony, you want to talk briefly about Laneway Resources? I don't know much about them, Cam. It's a very small stock. Well, that's the end of the free episode for this week. For the brand new folks, I want you to know that each week we have a free episode and a premium episode. Free episode runs about half an hour. Premium episode usually runs for an extra half hour to an hour, depending on how many questions we have from our audience that week, because we spend a lot of that time answering questions. Uh, If you want to check out the premium episodes, you can go up to our website, qavpodcast.com.au, and sign up for the two-week free trial. You get to have a look at the premium episodes. You get to have a look at the checklist, the getting started guide, all of the video content that we have. Uh, You get invited to our VIP dinners and our VIP Zoom calls for club members. You get to ask 
Tony, questions that we can answer. You get to get invited to our uh, Facebook group, our private Facebook group, etc., etc. So, and also we get a, a private uh, club member newsletter each week we send out as well with some stuff in it. So check that out, qavpodcast.com.au. But as I said, if you're brand new and you want to, you're trying to figure out what's going on, go back and listen to season three, episodes one, three, and five, 301, 303, and 305. And then you might also want to go back and listen to season one as well, all of the free episodes in season one, where we go into a lot of detail about Tony's system and methodology and figure out if this is right for you, if it's something that you want to go further with, if you want to learn how to invest like Tony does, then you can check out the uh, QAV Club. Uh, the other thing I always have to say is we're not financial advisors, so don't take anything you hear on this as financial advice. This is just here to teach how one guy invests and thinks about investing. If you need financial advice or tax advice, please go see a financial advisor or tax advisor. Uh, with that, stay safe, good luck with your investing, and we'll be back next week.